0: This is Channel 253. Citizen Tacoma Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs, and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. I'm Jenny. I'm Doug. And we are the Citizen Tacoma Podcast. Empowering an informed electorate. I thought we were informing an empowered electorate. In In the the city city of Destiny. destiny. Citizen Tacoma.
1: Tacoma, I'll always
0: vote for you. Hi, Doug. Hi, Jenny. On today's episode, we talked to Julie Anderson, the Pierce County Auditor, and she got us up to speed on some election law updates from the 2018 legislative session as well as plans for the 2020 census. Bless Julie Anderson. She really does so much for us. Listen in. Hi, Julie. Welcome back to Citizen Tacoma. Hey, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Well, we are excited to have you back today for a bit of an election preview update, uh, backtrack on some of the things we talked about last time. Um, If you did not listen to episode eight when we had Julie on before, check that out because that um, illuminates a lot of the ins and outs of election stuff. Um. Should we start with how did the postage go last time? Yeah,
1: everybody's talking about prepaid postage. It's very Um, exciting. It it was. People were really excited about it, and voters used it for sure. Um, Normally, 60% of ballots get returned on our drop boxes. And 40% through the U.S. Postal Service. That was swapped um, with the prepaid postage. So ballot drop box is still really important and popular, but for last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So the majority of people took advantage of that prepaid postage. What effect did it have on turnout? Uh, Not not so much. Uh, in, In Pierce County, we went three percentage points beyond our projections before we knew we were going to have prepaid postage. But we really can't say that that's a trend and we can't conclude that it increased turnout. When you look um, historically statewide, the election wasn't any different than other elections in terms of turnout. So we'll wait and see. We've got a general election coming up that will also be prepaid postage, the November election. And uh, we'll see if it makes a difference. Typically, what I find is that anything that you do to reduce a barrier or make it more convenient, um, it, it is gratefully accepted and widely used by the people who are already voting. Right. <laughs> and um, populations that are disaffected, marginalized, or otherwise not participating, it tends not to help them. Hmm. Interesting. I still like to put it in the box. I feel
0: safest with my ballot that way.
1: You can kind of (laughs) of cut out the (laughs) middleman. And uh, that's an important point, Jenny. I do want to point out. uh, So everybody got excited about prepaid postage and Mm -hmm. and 60 percent of our voters took advantage of it. And there were 1,800 ballots that I could not count, couldn't even open them. Because they arrived too late ah. people got excited about that stinking postage paid indicia mm-hmm. and they voted on election day and put it in a blue box or hung it outside their door and it didn't get that cancellation stamp from the post office that's required day. by law yeah it has to be election day or earlier so anybody listening to this podcast tell a friend mm-hmm. uh, just because your postage is free you still have deadlines right
0: Julie, what percentage would that have been?
1: It that's a very small percentage, okay. um, but I, I, I don't care. One, yeah. I mean, yeah. say it out loud. Sure. One thousand eight hundred yeah. ballots. If yeah. we had been in a, if there had been very, very close races, and there were a couple, but yeah. um, in the general, Oof. you know, that could be a killer for a campaign. Mm-hmm. What's the deadline to register to vote in the general? Uh, November 18th, I believe, is the last day to register. Oh, wait October a minute. No, th- that's when we're mailing ballots. Sorry, right. that's another popular question, yes. Jenny. Uh, it's October the 8th, October 8th is the deadline for mail and online registration. After that, if you're a brand new Washington state voter, you can vote in person up until eight days prior to the election. Okay. Um so if you've got address changes, people, get them in before October 8th, otherwise you'll be voting your old ballot in your old city mm-hmm. or precinct. I'm talking to you, Seattle move inners.
0: <laughs> yes, if you want to affect change in Tacoma, yeah. get on it. Okay, is there anything else we wanna cover? Well, I just wanted
1: that? to say um, prepaid postage was paid through emergency funding uh, through the governor's office and the Secretary of State's office. Mm-hmm. Um, And There is nothing going forward into 2019. I am expecting legislation to get dropped to make prepaid postage the law of the land. Mm -hmm. Uh, You really cannot unring this bell. Uh, Once you've given something, uh, it's really hard to roll back. So we will be pushing the legislature if they're going to make it the law of the land. They do need to get busy with fair share election funding. Uh, Right now, I don't think people understand that um, the state only pays – In every other year for election costs. Um, So that meant that means that if we do prepaid postage, we're going to be passing it on to all sorts of little jurisdictions, you know, fire districts, school districts, cities and towns and the county itself. And the state will not pay a dime. Dang. Is it just Pearson King that did
0: the prepaid? This
1: no, part? King. Unfortunately, uh, King County, uh, without any notice to the 38 other partners <laughs> running elections in yeah. Washington state, decided they were going to do prepaid postage, leaving us all on our back foot. Um, figuring out what to do because, of course, jurisdictions in King often, like congressional districts, Senate races, uh, spread into other counties. If if Pierce hadn't stepped up and said, we're going to do it too, then it would have left our voters conceivably, theoretically, at a disadvantage. It was ripe for a lawsuit. So Mm. then it starts, and we said, we're going to do it too. And it had a cascading effect. And then the secretary and governor really needed to step in and make it statewide and uniform. So there wouldn't be any controversy about the outcomes of races and if some jurisdictions had preferential treatment or unequal access. So in 2019, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I am sure that Pierce County is going to continue with prepaid postage. The pressure is on. I don't see how the uh, legislature can not do this.
0: Well, speaking of the legislature, there were some updates to voter registration and election law that happened in
1: the 2018 legislative session. Can they were you, busy beavers. Can you
0: tell us about
1: those? <laughs> sure. There were a there was a collection of um, bills that passed that are all related to voter registration. Effective in June 2019, we are going to have automatic voter registration. Oh, that's so awesome. We are going to have... Pre registration of 16 and 17 year olds. I'll go into these in detail in a minute. And then same day registration.
0: Mm.
1: So before I explain those laws um, and uh, the benefits and impacts, let me start off by saying the percentage of eligible voters who are already registered in Washington state is 83%. Really? Yes. Huh. We have a turnout problem not necessarily a registration problem. That doesn't mean that we should be satisfied with 83%, but me thinketh that a good chunk of that 17% remaining don't want to be registered to vote. But there are some people out there, again, on the margins, disaffected or unasked, Uh that we need to get to. Um, With this collection of... um, registration bills, I I think we will have uh, an effective, I think we will be have an effective capacity of 100%, really, uh, over time. So automatic registration. Right now, through federal motor voter law, you know, when you go in and get a driver's license uh, or um, change your address in the motor vehicles, or perhaps you're going in to get your SNAP food benefits or something like that, federal law requires that those public officials ask you if you would like to be registered to vote. And you say yes or no, and if you say yes, then that record is then put to us electronically, and you become registered. With automatic voter registration, it will no longer be an opt-in process. It's Mm. an opt-out process. Mm. When you go into DMV, whenever you go into the Washington State Health Benefit Exchange, so the Affordable Care Act Mm -hmm. portal, uh, you are automatically going to be registered, and then we will send you a card and say, hey, we registered you. Uh, you need to take the following action if you do not want to be registered. Hmm. So uh, a difference. Hmm. Pre-registration of 16 and 17-year-olds, it's important to notice the pre. You still can't vote unless you're 18 years old. But we will be able to, when a teenager goes to the Department of Licensing for their learner's permit or a state ID card, They will now be able to opt in, Hmm. not they won't it won't be an opt out for them. It's an opt in for them. Their record will be held um, private and not not imported into the voter registration system until they come of age. And then the record goes into voter registration. Some states um, already have this in place. It's unclear what the impact is. Um, It could be between 2% to 16% increase in voter engagement, so actual participation Mm -hmm. in that age group of 18 to 24, which is the uh, lowest uh, participation rate in that age group. So by pre-registering, the theory is... Um, you've engaged them, you're going to be mm-hmm. contacting them, and that they'll take action on it. We'll, we'll see, but we're happy to try. Hmm. The third um, and uh, perhaps um, um, most exciting and concerning voter registration bill is same-day registration. It just about obliterates any deadlines. You you and I had that awkward little Q&A a a little minute ago. When's the last day I can register to vote? Um, So the answer is now 7.59 p.m. on Election Day.
0: Hmm. And that takes effect at this next election as well?
1: No, that takes effect in June of 2019, 2019. So you'll see that in action in the primary of 2019. I know my people. There isn't a deadline that they don't like to meet right <laughs> up until the last minute. Yeah. And historically, even without same-day registration, in a presidential election year, so that'll be 2020, yeah. 1% of the voting population, the people that want to participate in the election, show up in person, mm-hmm. even though we don't have a polling place and the laws in the past haven't really accommodated that. But they show up anyway. The good news is with same day registration, one percent of the voting population will show up on election day. And instead of giving them a provisional ballot that we won't be able to count because they're not registered, yeah. they'll be able to register, mark a, an actual ballot, not a provisional one, and we'll be able to count it. So that's the good news. Um, the bad news is one percent of the population is going to show up. I think that there's going to be so much. um, um Discussion about this and excitement and campaigns are going to work really hard to get people on the last day. I think we're going to get overwhelmed, and people are going to wait because they can.
0: They're going to show up literally at seven fifty nine, and it takes more than a minute, I imagine, to register.
1: And it it I I'm it takes seven minutes. (laughs) We we've already done time studies here about how long it's going to take to greet somebody. Um, figure out uh, their current registration status, so check that Mm -hmm. record, uh, do the transaction, give them a ballot, and that is going to take seven minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, But 1% of 500,000 voters, um, well, first of all, let's assume in a presidential it's going to be an 80% turnout. Uh, So 80% of 500,000, back Mm -hmm. that out, 1% of them show up. Uh, the auditor says uh, you can't allow any citizen to stand in line for more than 60 minutes before that seven-minute transaction starts. And what that breaks down to is I need 34 additional workstations, and mm-hmm. I need to rent the exhibition hall at the Tacoma Dome to wow. do all of that. Wow. So we're already planning. We're, we love challenges, so it's <sighs> exciting. But um, the legislature didn't fund this. Um, they didn't fund same day they didn't fund same day pre-registration or automatic voter registration. and all of those things have some triple triple trickle down impacts on local election officials. Same day is the one that's going to hit us the hardest. Mm. It's going to hit us the hardest not because just because of those 34 workstations, but I want you to think for a moment about the possibility of security. So, what is going to stop some prankster, somebody that wants to undermine confidence in elections from driving up and down the I-5 corridor and stopping at Cowlitz, stopping at Lewis, stopping at Thurston, stopping at Pierce, and register and vote and register and vote? What's going to stop it is great election professionals, good IT systems, and awesome procedures that will have us doing instant checks on the status of that voter throughout the state. So we're going to have to have real-time data entry. Hmm. Um, and I we haven't even budgeted that yet. So I know about the 34 workstations and, and the customer service on Election Day, but the crush of the registrations that we're going to get up until that processing those at the same time that we're picking up ballots from 44 drop boxes mm-hmm. also unfunded by the legislature um it's it's going to be it's going to be a real challenge for us wow. we're gearing up already it's just like 2019, who cares? We're just just really uh, focused on security, integrity, and um, the procedures necessary and the resources necessary to get through 2020 with these sweeping new laws that are good for voters. So that's a good thing. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I do get paid to worry. Mm -hmm. Productive paranoia (laughs) is my mantra. It's something I instill in all of my employees. Uh, It's a good thing. So we are productively paranoid, which means I sometimes sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. <laughs> wow, that's that's a lot of work they dropped in your lap. Mm-hmm.
0: Bless you, Julie Anderson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. So big changes for voters. Um, so I think. We already have an 83% registration rate in Washington state among eligible voters. We're a vote-by-mail state. We're now a postage-free vote-by-mail state. We're a postage-free vote-by-mail state that has more drop boxes than any state in the United States. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, easier it can get. <laughs> I, I think we're knocking out just about all of the barriers. I um there's more to do, but it's yeah. more granular. Um, this, I, I
0: wouldn't want to sound like I am discouraging the practice. That said, um, do you know how much money is wasted every year by ballots that are sent out and not sent back?
1: No, I don't. Um, not off the top of my head we can increase that y- I, yeah right? so yeah. Th- thank you for bringing that up so that I didn't have to bring it up and sound like I was complaining but budget impact yeah. again unfunded by the state legislature um, a lot of people who in the past in federal voter m- motor voter have asked been asked they've been asked multiple times would you like to register to vote and they've always said no mm-hmm. now they'll be opted now they'll be automatically registered and have to take action to opt out. What I know about people is asking them to do something via a postcard in the mail mm-hmm. is um, not a good you do yeah. marketing and sales. Yeah. It it that's not that's not a good practice. Yeah.
0: So and the we're, postcard costs money too. Yeah. So
1: we're <laughs> gonna be um we're gonna be sending ballots to a lot of people who really aren't interested in voting. Yeah. And here's the deal. Uh, as long as that Mail doesn't get returned to me, and if the voter doesn't officially say I want to be off of the voter roll, I will send you ballots for all time in eternity, yeah. and you 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 don't have to vote ever, yeah. and I will keep sending them to you and for years and for years and thing. voter. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to also uh, create a media plan, and I I. I don't, you know, I can only influence my corner, (laughs) but we need to start talking about voter turnout in terms of um, the universe is going to get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're going to achieve the hoped for um, voter turnout, at least not as big a gains that have been promised. So it's going to literally look like our turnout is falling Mm -hmm. as we get better and better so we're doing a good thing for voters very progressive election law but if you're going to measure results by cost or if you're going to measure results by how quickly we're able to tabulate ballots Mm -hmm. or you're going to measure success by turnout we're going to fail in all three of those areas yeah so We're going to have to we're going to have to reorient the meaning of success and do a really good job of explaining to the media and to lawmakers um, that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Is there an official instruction for what to do with a ballot you don't intend to use? Talk about productive paranoia. I'm worried about all those ballots
1: out there. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Well, don't don't worry too much about them. But yeah. um, but it kills me whenever you I, I mean, I've got employees that live in apartment complexes and they go to the recycling bin and they see look at balance. all. they see all the balance that they prepared in the recycling bin or in the trash and they're unsecured <sighs> and they're and they're wasted. You know, yeah. they're just going to a landfill. Um, you just need to throw it away. Yeah. and And if you have a shredder, do that. Only because it it creates bad optics, mm-hmm. you know. It, yeah. it it creates a sense of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Why am I not too worried about the ballots that are just laying around in trash bins? Because remember, we check your signature mm-hmm. every single right. election, and the chances of your neighbor digging through your trash, getting that ballot, and forging <laughs> your signature, um, your signature. Yeah. and and doing that at the you know, at the at the risk of a felony, mm. pretty darn low. Hmm. Wow, I, that's a big mess. Uh, no, it's no, it's <laughs> democracy, Jenny. Come on. No, it's not a big yeah, mess. It's I, just a I lot guess, of little, a lot of little details. You should be an elections professional. You've got a mind for it. Uh, Keep going. You'll yeah. think of you'll think of more. It's well, complicated. What I'm thinking of is how, like you say all of these
0: policies sound incredibly progressive it mm-hmm. sounds like Washington state is you know on the tip of yeah. like everybody gets to vote but as you're saying it's not even going to make that big of a difference i feel uh, like well, it's going to be something i don't think for, it
1: is it's going to have a marginal effect yeah. uh, and and if and if you really believe like i do that every vote counts then then let's let's not poo poo the marginal effect yeah. but Please realize that it does come at a it, it comes at a cost. Yeah. It's a great effort. When when you're already in you know in the presidential election, we were the tenth highest turnout in the United States. We don't suck, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got eighty three percent of our voters registered. We were the first state in the United States to have online voter registration. We do not suck. Mm. Um, so when you're already um, at at the top of the game, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to squeeze out that last bit of juice, because every vote counts, it gets harder. That's Mm -hmm. why people don't do it, because we're at the hard part now. And everything that we do that incrementally make it better and better and better is going to be harder and harder and harder. And what a special time to be an election administrator. (laughs) What a special time it is! <laughs> it is. No, I would rather. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm really glad to be here during the hard stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess what it makes me think about is that it sounds like a lot of cost and a lot of effort, and a kind of. I know that um, you need not comment on this because you are non-partisan, but it seems like it could be just like a conservative talking point about ballots in the garbage and people not using them and blah 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 and it's like not even giving us much result well I guess. that I that, that
1: is a that is a favorite argument against um these last mile mm-hmm. election bills it is that um if people are patriotic, there's a lot of moralizing. If people are really patriotic, then they can um, change out of their pajamas, damn it, and go yeah. to a polling place. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, It can't be made any easier at this point, right? And that, and that doesn't mean that voters are lazy. Yes, it that, does. No, no. I'll say it too. No, you don't have to. They're they're <laughs> they're they're not lazy. Um, Elections and public service. This is happening in all the divisions in my office. We have to be retail now, yeah, not government. That's just, that's just an expectation across the country. And uh, woe is the government agency that doesn't realize that they need to be turning retail. Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: doug you'll have to clean that up a little bit doug is miming let's take a break Mm. so let's take a break (laughs) thank you (laughs) hi this is jenny jacobs host of the citizen tacoma podcast as a 2001 alum i'm excited to announce that pacific lutheran university has joined us as a sponsor of channel 253 At PLU, I had amazing experiences, both in the classroom and out of it. Thanks to PLU, I studied abroad in Costa Rica and was involved in numerous theater productions, experiences that shaped who I am today. Part of PLU's mission is to educate for lives of service, and I am proud to have received an education that was focused on how I could give back to my community. Something new PLU has offered to make it easier for students to give back is the PLU pledge. Here's the pledge PLU makes to new undergraduate students. If, after you graduate, you have a full-time job but it makes less than $40,000 per year, PLU will help you make your loan payments. So if you want to fight to make the world a better place but your paycheck just isn't where it needs to be yet, PLU will step in and help. This is huge and an amazing way that PLU shows their dedication to service. If you're starting the college search for yourself or a high school student, learn more at plu.edu plupledge because student debt shouldn't stand in the way of changing the world. And we're back. So the next big topic of 2020, my goodness, that's going to be a busy year for you. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, is the census. What can you tell us about census
1: news? Well, we're already starting to get... Um Um, civic watchers and advocates are starting to realize that the census is coming upon us Mm. and um, are wanting to know what's happening. And I just want to assure our listeners that in Pierce County, Pierce County already has a complete count committee formed. A complete Mm. count committee is, well, it is a committee, uh, (laughs) local government activists, philanthropists, and academics getting together to make sure that our community um, picks up where the Census Bureau cannot hmm. to ensure that every single person is counted. Um, it's, it's required by, by law, but that doesn't mean that you get people to comply with it. Hmm. And um, a complete count committee makes sure that we are getting into all of the nooks and crannies in our community, all the folks that are disaffected, marginalized, suspicious are just hard to reach mm-hmm. because they're isolated by language, by geography, by income, n- no Internet access, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we get into all the nooks and crannies and start communicating very early with everybody who is living in Pierce County that the, surveys, the census survey is really important. Don't be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And there are great benefits to our community for completing it.
0: Yeah. Um, Can you help um, elucidate the benefits to the community? Why is it so important that we're accurately counted?
1: The census drives apportionment. Mm -hmm. So as we head into redistricting with our population growth, it could end up with additional congressional districts and seats, which means that we get more of a voice in the Electoral College, and we all know what the Electoral (laughs) College has done for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So it um, is important that we get everybody counted so we can um, have a right-sized influence in the Electoral College, and then also make sure that citizens are getting represented Equally with an equal share of elected officials, so it drives redistricting. Local government is intensely interested, be, and philanthropists because it also drives billions and billions. I think in Seattle, I think it was like thirteen billion dollars. I don't know what the metric. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't bring that stat with me. But federal grants and federal funding. From everything from farm subsidies to food stamps to education funding, you name it, is driven off of census data. Hmm. So that's why it's important. And if we don't show up and if we don't count everybody, we're going to be underfunded
0: Hmm.
1: out of proportion with our need.
0: What would you say to someone who has heard that perhaps they should not participate in the census because of the citizenship
1: question? Okay. Well, we've had some early conversations about that. Um, It is highly doubtful that the citizenship question is going to be answered. Um, So the Supreme Court is going to, it is going to be appealed, regardless Mm -hmm. of what the decision is. At some point there has to be a hard stop for the Census Bureau because they have to print shit. Yeah. Doug? Uh, they they have they have to print <laughs> I love it. I they love have it. to they have to print those surveys. Yeah. Um, and the hard stop is the summer of twenty nineteen. Okay. And uh, we're hoping that there's a court um, decision about the citizenship question um, by February of 2019, but then it's immediately going to be appealed. Mm. So the Census Bureau is gonna have to make a decision about do they go ahead and print two versions of the survey Mm. as a mitigating strategy or not? Um, So it's complicated. But what I would say to citizens is, and, and to advocates is this, The chilling effect has already done its damage. And even if the court and the Census Bureau don't have that citizenship question, it is already in the air. Mm -hmm. And the more we talk about it, the more we feed the fears. Mm -hmm. So, and there's going to be more theories. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more to talk about other than the citizenship question. People are going to be freaked out about um, cybersecurity, the Census Bureau has a goal that 60% of respondents are going to be self-responding via internet.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so there's the the specter of the, the Russia probe uh, yeah, yeah. about um, not trusting government and their being good custodians of data, um, using it benevolently, protecting it. All of that is going to be in the air, and you know, our our job is going to be do it anyway. Yeah. And, and we haven't we haven't done our communications plan yet, and the Census Bureau hasn't even released their communication plan yet. But we are all keyed in on this anxiety and distrust that seems to be growing, and people. Who the actors who um, would benefit from a poor census turnout uh-huh. are going to be doing nothing but mushrooming that? Yeah. Um, planting stories with the media, not fake news, but it, you leaned right into the questions because you. You're kind of acting like a journalist right now, right? Yeah. And so news is going to be doing that, too, asking all of these questions about citizenship, about security, about um, if if I don't complete my survey, are they going to come knock at my door asking me to complete it? All that stuff. Those are good, journalistic, uh, interesting questions. But by creating those stories, they're going to be yeah. creating more um, consternation and anxiety in the general public. Um, we are going to have to really do a person-to-person campaign with mm-hmm. trusted ambassadors, and we're going to have to be make a stronger argument for the benefits of completing it. Yeah. And we're going to have to do a ton of media literacy training mm-hmm. and really help people identify what disinformation campaigns are mm-hmm. and, and help people think through who is benefiting from you not completing your survey. Think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who, who is taking advantage of this situation and why would they not want you to complete your survey? Well, let's look at the benefits and who, who would benefit from us not Washington State and Pierce County not realizing that. Um, Hmm. so it's going to, it's going to be a bit of a trick and uh, we'll get a communications plan ready and, um, and we're thinking about it. The point in bringing this whole thing up, even though we're a long way from the surveys being out in the field is, um, we are already starting to reach out and activate all of the grassroots networks Mm -hmm. and, um, making sure that absolutely everybody gets counted. My personal pitch, I'm going to pitch this to the communication plan, and I hope it gets in, is this is a way to hold your government accountable. right? (laughs) Kind of like a ballot. You can be made visible. When you hear congressional hearings or legislative hearings where – People are not wanting to make investments or accommodations for um, sexual minorities, for um, Spanish language speakers, you name it, all all the things that are in the census. This is a way of making yourself visible mm-hmm. so that people can't pretend that you don't exist and that you don't have needs and that you don't need representation because mm-hmm. these numbers will not lie. And they are used uh, extensively. So one way to hold your government accountable is to register to vote if you're a citizen. If, if you're not a citizen, you need to fill out the survey to hold the government accountable. You exist. You've got to make yourself visible. Not, you're still going to have privacy. Hmm. It's still confidential. But you've got to make yourself visible. Hmm. And is that part of the auditor's office, the door knocking part? Um, No. So we are not enumerators. Um, I... I just got involved because I was worried that nothing was happening. (laughs) So and and people, because we have something to do with redistricting um, and because we have many of the same challenges in elections that the census does, Mm -hmm. disinformation, anxiety, reaching the hard to reach, counting the uncounted, eliminating barriers, democracy. It seemed like we needed to um, show some leadership. Hey, we have great partners in the uh, uh, Greater Tacoma Community Foundation. They're our philanthropy nonprofit partners. So I'm I'm wrestling up local government. They're wrestling up uh, funders, foundations and nonprofits. And that's how we're forming our complete count committee. Um, So the auditor's office isn't we are not the enumerators, the enumerators. They they have such a victory victorian language in that thing like like you know i mean they're still using they're still using stuff like you know head of household so if you know when the when the survey hits a college dorm and you've or or just a house that you're renting with four of your girlfriends yeah. in college one of you has to decide who's the head of household and then you report on everybody else that's living there it's ridiculous you know it's not very modernized but it is what it is and and that'll, be again part of our (laughs) communication with people but enumerators are the people that will if necessary, go door to door. But obviously the Census Bureau doesn't want to do that. That's old school. Mm-hmm. They want as many um, self-respondents online as possible. If they don't respond online, then the paper survey will hit the residential address. Mm-hmm. If, if if they knock and there's no answer, then they really will go door to door and make phone calls, etc. Hey, one cool thing that has me so excited about the <laughs> census, And in an area where they are modernizing, this never happened before in any census. They are going to have daily uploads of data Mm. before the census is complete so that you can show in your community on a precinct level what the response rate has been, not what the responses are. But you can see, oh, wow, um, the Springbrook uh, neighborhood is like 30 percent less survey responses. We better... Local complete count committee. We better go out there and and rally mm-hmm. the troops and talk to those residents. So we're going to be able to monitor that on a daily basis mm-hmm. and um, be really um, really thoughtful and personalized in yeah. making sure that everybody gets counted. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is cool. And we I get also... to do we get to do all sorts of fun stuff like make sure that people <laughs> who are homeless get counted because wow. sending you know identifying people by address. I'm not going to say it's easy. In Pierce County, we've really got our act together. We've already done all the address verification, and we've got every address geocoded. We are we are rocking and rolling, ready to go. But later, as the census date, as the survey period goes closer, we have to develop tactics for untraditional addresses and mm-hmm. people who are homeless and in transition, making sure, again, that everybody gets counted.
0: Mm. I feel like an angle there is... Um convincing people of environmental mind that if they go online and do it then it'll save paper even if that's not even true. There you go. You're on the
1: team. <laughs> yes, okay. No, it no it I it, that is true. Well, it eh. probably already printed somewhere though, right? Uh no, well, the census period is fairly long, so I think they're going to do a little uh, you know on demand printing, but yeah. um, So is it the whole year that is the period? No. No, no it's, it's a short window. Um but we've got you know, we've got all of 2019, you know, to prepare, and then I, and then it's in the spring of 2020, and then we'll end up doing redistricting. So uh, 20, 2020 is going to be a bear of a year for our office because yeah. because of all the challenges we talked about yeah. early in the show, <laughs> the and, and then and, and the then um, and then uh, the political space has just gotten really tough in terms of social media. Um, Distrust. Um, how fast things move. Mm-hmm. These new election laws, and then right on top of it, we have to do the redistricting, which is a lot of work. Because hmm. it's it's not it's not just figuring out if we get an extra Congressperson uh, and drawing and drawing that map. It's all the way down to redrawing Ryan Mello's city council district seat. I mean, it, hmm. yeah, it's very granular. A lot of work for us. Wow, who does that? Our office, you, yeah, no, not me. No, smart people in my office do that. <laughs> yeah, wow. And and we are constantly balancing, you know, our precinct sizes by law. Precinct can't uh, exceed one thousand five hundred active registered voters. So uh, we're if 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 a large apartment complex pops up or something gets annexed, we and we have. Um, we have just about 600 precincts, and so we're always having to balance them and redraw mm-hmm. them. And then we have the census, and yeah, and then we have to shoehorn a hopefully a congressional district or two in there. Mm. Fun times. Wow.
0: That is super fascinating. Yeah, I love learning about that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You'll
1: hear a ton more about it, and uh, I'm just glad to be ahead of the curve and and engaged and prepared because um, I we Pierce County is going to have a really successful census, and we are going to get everything that's coming due to our residents. Absolutely. Hmm.
0: Well, to wrap us up, please tell us what your office is doing right now to prepare for our upcoming
1: election. Well, right this minute, let's see, this is September 26th, I think, uh, that we're taping. Um, We... Have already printed the voter pamphlets. Military ballots have already been delivered. We actually have voted ballots back in the house already, so we're wow. already on secure lockdown. Even be- and we'll be mailing out your ballot um, mm-hmm. October eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch for that and. It's it's a wrap. I mean, the hard work happened quite a while ago. Now it's just printing and mailing, Um, and uh, and uh, keeping up with the voter registrations. You know, besides all those laws that we talked about, um, uh, large uh, internet um, people that play in that internet space, like Facebook. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that big registration push online? Okay, uh, what that meant was we got dumped on. We got five thousand six hundred registrations over the weekend. Really? Yeah. It, when when Facebook and Google push, yeah, and they do a good job of it. By the way, they they do it with a lot of attention to detail and integrity. They collaborate mm-hmm. with Secretary of State offices all across the country. It is not a it is not a fake thing. It is not a trap. It's a real yeah. thing with a lot of integrity. When they do that, we get dumped on. So I don't know how many people are left to register. Good grief. And a lot of those are address changes, which is great. We love clean data. We love voters updating us on their address. But 5,600. So unfortunately, my team's going to be working this weekend to catch up with it. Because in order to get those ballots ready for mail, um, we have to have that voter registration, um, those files, you know, spiffed up yeah. current accurate yeah to register is one thing to vote is another yeah we we again we don't have a registration problem we have a participation problem what, what figure did we hit last time uh 34 hmm. percent we just crested 34 and we had oh. predicted 32 28 to 32 what would you consider success on the next election? Um, we are uh, projecting 56 to 58 percent in okay. the general election based on historical averages. And we're going to bump it up a percentage or due for prepaid postage. Mm-hmm. And we, we've got some competitive elections. And in the general election, you're going to have some initiatives on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, four statewide initiatives that are really just now getting cranked up. There's going to be tons of money. Um, spent on them. So we're thinking 56 to 58%.
0: Well, for further information about Julie Anderson, you can find that at
1: Um, Mm PierceCountyElections.org is the place to go for all things elections. And if you have a question or an emergency, Mm -hmm. 253-798-VOTE is the place you need to go.
0: Don't forget that groovy app.
1: Oh yeah, oh, how's the, the app going? The app is great. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, so Civic Pierce County is the app that you want to mm-hmm. download if you're a registered Pierce County voter. And we just made it available for desktop because um, people that aren't using mobile phones, so um, our elders um, or people that can't afford mobile phones but use public libraries should have access to it. So it's now available on desktop too. It's really slick. Thanks. Um, and another thing that we've added that's coming up is you can actually print your own replacement ballot. So, um, wow, if, that's
0: amazing. Again,
1: uh, <laughs> getting those marginal gains. Uh, so, if on election day, You're having a crisis. You can't Mm -hmm. find it. The dog ate my ballot. The dog ate the ballot. Mm -hmm. You don't want to admit it and and call our customer service, who would be more than happy to talk with you and won't laugh at you at all. But let's say you don't. Uh, on using that app, you can actually print out your own replacement ballot and your own replacement envelope with the affidavit. Mm-hmm. It comes out as a package. It um, takes a little bit of time and attention because you have to construct it, but yeah. um, I think we've got really clear instructions on there. And if, if you do find your ballot, or let's say you actually mailed it in early and forgot about it or something, don't worry. We're going to cancel that first ballot. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you vote twice. Mm-hmm. We've got lots of security. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And procedures there, so check those out in episode eight. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I will tell you that I am a nerdy person. Of course, you know this already. And every election, I have a group of friends that we get together, and um, everybody kind of takes either a candidate or initiative, and it's their job to report upon it, and Yeah, do all nice. the research, and then kind of give the report to uh-huh. everybody. And uh, in the 2016 general, when we were all okay, all done, ready to go, we, my husband realized that he had put his ballot in somebody else's. Envelope. Envelope. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was terrible because then that person had to go and, and sort do a it out. cure. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that wouldn't be a thing. We could print it, right? Um, well, if. So he hadn't
1: mailed his in yet?
0: No, we were all voting together, and my husband accidentally oh, this is a, put his ballot in someone else's envelope. Oh, this,
1: oh beer was involved. Okay. There was okay. beer. Involved okay. For sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't drink and vote, people. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or at least keep your, your envelopes in your purse. Uh, yeah, you, you could have yeah, done that as long as it hadn't gotten like ma- mailed yeah. in already. Yeah, so if you spoil it by spilling something on it or tearing it or in a drunken political party, <laughs> you get them messed up. Uh, yeah, you, you would be able to just uh, print them out yourself and replace them. Uh, And just shred that, shred that original one, and no one needs to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or uh, if that's too confusing for you for some (laughs) reason, or you don't have a printer, just call us. We'll do it for you. It's no problem.
0: Uh, Such great service here in Pierce County. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming back to the show, Julie. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Citizen Tacoma Podcast today. We are part of the Channel 253 network, where you can also find the Move to Tacoma Podcast as well as the Nerd Farmer Podcast. And the interchangeable white ladies crossing division. Taco Man and Flounders B Team Podcasts. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything you've heard on the show today, or if you'd like to suggest a guest or a topic, maybe there's something you've been wondering about that maybe we can investigate for you, please contact me at jennyjacobs 253 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Citizen Tacoma. Citizen Tacoma Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to AlaskaAir.com. This is channel 253.